Coming up next on the Cultural Connections Podcast, we'll be joined by Tariq Lucas, candidate for Ward 2 City Council at Large in Newton, Massachusetts. This episode is being recorded live on Monday, January 25th, 2021. This is the Cultural Connections Podcast. And good evening, everybody. My name is Brian Ives, and I am the producer and host of the Cultural Connections podcast. Before I introduce our guests this evening, I want to remind our viewers that we are recording this episode live on Monday, January 25th, 2021. This episode will be available live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And following the broadcast, it will be available on Instagram, as well as listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and as well as available for listening now on New TV in Newton, Massachusetts. I also want to remind our viewers that if you have questions tonight for our guest, which we will introduce in just a moment, that you can comment below live. Now, being aware that I will have my phone here next to me watching for questions that come through live. So if you have a question and you are on Facebook, you can comment below live on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube for the first half of the, for the first 10 minutes of the program, We'll be live on, I will be watching the Facebook feed. On the second 10 minutes of the program, we will be, I'll be monitoring over on Twitter. And for the last 10 minutes or so, uh, I will monitor the uh, YouTube feed. So we're gonna be, I'm jumping back and forth. So if, you, if you're watching the video portion of this and I look like I'm looking off to the angle of a side here, it's because of the fact that I am monitoring our, our feeds, our live feeds, because we're live on a couple of feeds. So. Without further ado, let me introduce you to our guest this evening. Our guest this evening is Tariq Lucas. Tariq is running as, as a resident of Newton, Massachusetts, and is running for as a city running for city councilor at large from Ward Two in Newton, Massachusetts. As we've alluded to now a couple of times, the special election in Newton will be on Tuesday, March sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me, Brian. Uh, Good to be on and good to meet um, all of your viewers out there on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll get right into this. And uh, the primary part, primarily part of the discussion on today's podcast, we'll be talking about the upcoming special election. And I'll get into some details onto that in just a minute. But we can start off with the simple question is, why did you decide to run for Newton City Council? Yes, uh, well, this is actually the second time I ran uh, for, or am running for Newton City Council. Uh, I ran um, in 2019, and unfortunately I did not win, but I am running again in this special election. Uh, this seat was vacated when Jake Alkenkloss uh, was elected to be our new congressman in DC. And there will be a special election on March 16th. Um, but I am running because I love Newton. Um, quite frankly, that is probably the n number one reason. Uh, I moved here in 2009 and I, ha I have enjoyed my stay here in Newton. It is a wonderful place to live and I want to be a leader in the direction that this city goes. Um, and that's probably the number one reason why I'm running. But, uh, you know, I'm also running because I want to make sure uh, where, I, where other people were, where I was in my life 12 years ago, uh, when I first moved here, I want other people like that to be able to move and prosper in Newton. And that's really important um, to me. And I'm also running just because of what we've seen in the last year after the murder of George Floyd 
I'm also running for social and racial justice here in Newton. And I believe I will, I will add a valuable voice that is not currently represented on the Newton City Council. Well, that's great. And I mean, we're going to get into actually more on that in just a few minutes, uh, specifically the social justice stuff. But my next question to you here is, what are the most important issues in Newton that you believe you can help change if you're elected? I believe the uh, couple of issues that I could definitely have a direct impact on would be um, zoning, development, Obviously, uh, you just said it, uh, social and racial justice. I know the um, police uh, or policing, that's certainly a major issue uh, happening around the country and in the state and in, here in Newton as well. So those are probably the um, bigger issues uh, that are gonna um, determine the outcome of this election. Okay. Now with those issues that you just mentioned, if elected, what would be the top let's say top three in the order top three that you would want to change that you would want to work on with changing first? I would say the environment and climate change is one. Uh, zoning, that's another one. And um, affordable housing would probably be the third. Okay. All right. That makes sense. And which brings us into really our, our next question here um, is that here in Newton, it, it, there, it's known that there are a lot of developments which have sparked controversy across the city for those for and against. Uh, for example, we have the Northland project on Needham Street, the Riverside Station and, and the Riverside Station uh, development uh, in Aubendale, just to name a few. Uh, what are your thoughts on development in Newton? Do you think, believe Newton needs more development or less development and why? Um, I'm actually, I would say a moderate on development. I don't mind development. I don't mind uh, Newton changing. We have to change to, you know, so we can, you know, stay up to date with the times. I believe that's important. And we're also providing housing and affordable housing but I have not been supportive of some of the developments that have been um, approved by the uh, council and the, yeah, uh, by the council. And, you know, one thing that I look at is we have about 2000 new housing units coming on online in the next uh, few years or so, a couple hundred have already been built, but they're all rental units. All of them are rental units in the, large to medium-sized developments. Mm -hmm. I would like to see some condos for sale, allow people to establish ownership. And I've always believed that's probably the best way to achieve financial, uh, financial freedom in your life is through home ownership. It's the number one way, it's the best way, it's a long-term solution. As you know, come ownership comes equity and then wealth, and then I think we will see some of the social justice movements starting to make progress. And that's something I would like to be a voice on. Mm -hmm. All these developments are all rentals, the uh, residential portion of. So I want to see some condos. Yeah, absolutely. No, I hear what you're saying, definitely. Um, along, the side, along the lines of development uh, is, is what you basically were talking about, making Newton a more affordable town to city to live in. Um, as of recently, re reports and articles have indicated that the median cost for a single family home now in Newton is over a million, costs over a million dollars. What do you think, uh, if you're elected, can be done to make Newton more affordable to live in? Yeah, it's a uh, million dollars uh, plus, and that number is going up and up. 
Uh, that is uh, certainly an accurate statement. Uh, the number keeps going up and up because Newton is a desirable place to live. A lot of people want to live here. Uh, and that because of that, the land is very expensive. So as a result, the cost of living in new construction is always going to go up. So one thing that I would like to see when it comes to affordable housing, especially in the um, larger developments, you mentioned Northland and Riverside, and there are a couple others that are gonna be coming online in the next few years. I wanna see more than the bare minimum number of affordable housing units being built. Uh, the developers, they have the money, they have the resources to provide more affordable housing. And as a city councilor, I will advocate for more than the bare minimum. I'm getting sick and tired of um, the bare minimum always getting approved. So that's one way how we can improve the affordability issue. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the uh, West Newton Armory coming uh, up uh, probably in the next year or two. Uh, that should be 100% affordable housing. That will also increase, you know, help us reach our affordable housing goals. And so those are just a couple of things that we can do. Another one is the city council will um, tackle this later this year, which I hope to be um, a, a part of and be a voice of. Yeah. And that is an affordable housing trust where basically developers would be forced to pay into this fund. And then this fund would grow over time. And as a result, with that money, you, you can use it to build more affordable housing, or you could, you could do it um, where people can, residents could um, take money from that fund and use that for down payments on their home. And I believe that's the best way um, to make not just affordable housing, but make housing affordable. Mm -hmm. Okay, I agree with you. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, the next topic we're really going to get into is education in Newton. Um, and I know for a fact that in recent years, there's been a lot of uh, reports out there about anti about reports of anti Semitism, uh, a lot of social justice that's been going on in our school system. Do you believe that the Newton school public school system should be reevaluating its curriculum? And if so, why? Reevaluating its curriculum based curriculum. on oh, okay yeah. um can't be certain on that one uh i would i would have to look into that one it's hard for me to tell just because i i'm not in the schools and i don't have kids in the schools right. so i can't speak for the curriculum but i can speak of the students that i've spoken with about racism in the newton public schools and it is real it is happening and it needs to be addressed and i believe our um our schools they, have, they are making progress. They are um, putting the right foot forward. They have recently hired a new diversity inclusion officer at Newton North High School. Uh, her name is Kathy um, Lopes. And I do look forward to working with her in the near future, just about how we can get the racism out of the schools and prejudice out of the schools. It has no business being in it and no student of any background, whether it's gender, religion, race, you name it, should feel unwelcomed in a Newton public school. So yes, uh, we need to roll up our sleeves and find a way to get rid of this, mm -hmm. and get rid of it out of our schools, plain and simple. No, of course, agreed. Uh, on the lines here on, our, uh, on the topic of education, uh, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, most children in the Newton public schools are doing so remotely. 
again, similarly along the lines of the last question, do you believe the Newton Public Schools are doing enough to support school children in the midst of a global pandemic? Uh, I know uh, from what also has been reported recently that the most city councilors have come out in the fact that they want the school committee to launch a special team, I believe it is, to specifically look into evaluating bringing students back into the classroom. Do you support this? Are you against it? Why or why not? Yeah, I do support this. You know, we, we live in Newton. Newton is a wonderful city and there's a lot of wonderful people living in it people of many different backgrounds and skills, education levels, and we have medical doctors, scientists, public health officials who want to help out. They want to help out. They wouldn't be setting policies, they would just be helping our schools, our school committee, our city council, the, uh, the mayor, um, and the people who work uh, for her. They just want to help out because they want to get the schools open. People move to Newton for the schools and they are not happy with the current situation. Um, just a little backstory, when I was three years old, my family, we moved to Brookline from Boston for the schools. So I, I understand why so many people are upset with the current status of our schools. So I, I would have um, signed on to that letter that the city council wrote um, back during the fall basically expressing the lack of urgency during the summer and early fall months, why we were unable to open up the schools. And we look at other communities and what they're doing. Um, they are testing students, they are testing teachers. They were doing this in the fall and Newton was not. So yes, we are lagging behind and this is not acceptable. We have to find a way to safely reopen our schools. And it looks like now, that we are finally getting on board, but it's probably too late. And I do worry about the younger students, especially the younger students who need the in-person learning to get a better um, educational experience. And I am very disappointed that we were unable to do so in the fall months. No, absolutely. I, I hear what you're saying and I can agree on that. Before we go any further, I want to just remind our viewers that we are you're watching and we're listening here to the Cultural Connections podcast. Um, and we are live here on Monday, January 25th, 2021. And we are live specifically on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you would like to comment on or have a question you'd like asked tonight and to, during tonight's live podcast, Please feel free to write. We are we are right now. We are monitoring the Twitter feed uh, that is coming through the live Twitter feed. So if you are interested in asking a live question to us, go over to our Twitter account at cultural at culture connect nine, and you'll be able to see the live video there. And you should be able to then comment with a question if you have one. And about five minutes from now, we'll switch over to the YouTube page. And again, we'll keep going back and forth to monitor for questions. So if we don't get to your question right away, be patient with us, we will soon. All right, so on to the next topic, which again relates to students who are learning remotely. We're now gonna talk a little bit about the pandemic that is facing our country, our world, really facing the world rather. And as of this, the data we are recording this right now, we are still in the midst of a global pandemic that has taken the lives of over 400,000 people across this country. Um, do you believe that Newton is doing enough to slow the spread of COVID-19? Why or why not? Uh, are we doing enough to slow the spread of COVID? Yes. Um, yeah, I believe we are doing our the best we can to um, stop the spread of COVID. 
we have uh, we are no longer doing um, indoor public uh, meetings at City Hall and other municipal buildings. Everything is on Zoom. I believe that is the responsible thing while we are um, still in the pandemic. And I know some of the, um, maybe it's, it's a uh, state law, but a lot of the supermarkets, um, they, there is a line to get in, whether it's Whole Foods or Trader Joe's. Um, and there is a mask mandate. Everyone that I see while walking down the streets, they are wearing masks. So I believe we are doing a good job to uh, stop the spread of COVID. Okay. Well, that's that's what we'd like to hear. Um, we're now going to switch topics really from the pandemic and getting students back into school to our next topic here, which you have mentioned earlier at the beginning of the uh, beginning of our show here uh, is the topic of zoning and you, uh, which has become another heated topic across the city. <laughs> city Council has discussed changing Newton zoning uh, code. Are you in for this, in favor of this, against this? Why or why not? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the um, main things uh, that a lot of people are looking at was if we are going to allow multifamily housing by right all over the city. Uh, I am opposed to that just because it's going to create more expensive housing in our residential neighborhoods. Uh, it's not gonna create affordable housing and it's not gonna bring down the cost of housing in general. I know that some people in our planning department are trying but the data suggests that it's not gonna work. And I just look at the cost that it, right now, uh, the cost of living in new, in new construction right now, you already went over at, at the beginning, is very expensive. And if you allow more of it, you're just gonna make Newton a more exclusive place to live. And it's not going to be affordable. And I'm also concerned over the loss of open space and green space to go along with it. Uh, they need to do a lot of work on this. Um, and there's a reason why it's, uh, it was off the table for a vote in 2021. A lot of residents are, were, are and uh, very upset about it. And uh, they're going to um, pass it on to 2022. And in 2022, let's see what happens. Uh, but I hope to be on a council and uh, hopefully they can listen to residents as a city councilor. I will always listen to the residents. I have a track record of reaching out to residents and um, trying to find out what they want to see in a city that they love very much. And I hope to be a voice for them if I'm lucky to be elected to the Newton City Council on March 16th. Okay. All right. Well, you mentioned another thing you talked about earlier at the very beginning was about social justice here in the city. And one of the things that really comes to mind with that was that on January 5th, a mentally ill young man was fatally shot by Newton police in Newton Highlands after walking into the Indulge candy store with a knife in hand. Do you think this shooting was justified? Why or why not? And what? And then along the lines there, what do you believe are the next steps with the Newton Police Department? And if elected to the city council, what do you think should be done about this? Yeah, what happened on Tuesday, on Tuesday, January 5th was a tragedy. It was just bad all around. When I first heard about the shooting uh, later on that evening, the first thing that I did is I called up my mom. My mom has been a psychiatric nurse for the past 29 years at Massachusetts Mental um, Health Center. So I wanted to let her know that someone who was the early reports state that um, Mr. Conlon, the uh, young man who, who was shot by the police, was mentally ill. 
but I wanted to let her know that this had happened in Newton and she was devastated just like everyone. Uh, just absolutely just awful. This is an awful situation. And the police were put in a very, very difficult spot. And um, we're gonna have a full and thorough investigation. I was something which I do support the Middlesex DA's office led by um, Marion Ryan is going to be conducting the investigation. And we have to wait and see what the uh, investigation unfolds. But I thought it was very, very inappropriate um, the next day for the uh, protests for the rally outside the Newton police headquarters, um, you know, calling, calling the police uh, officers names, chanting slogans, you know, it was way too early, it was not right. You know, slogans are easy, solutions are the hard work, and I'm here to do the hard work. Absolutely, no, definitely. And again, just one more time here, I wanna remind our viewers that we are live here on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We're recording this live on Monday, January 25th, 2021. And we are live on three platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you're watching on any of those three platforms and you have a question for Tariq this evening, our guest is Tariq Lucas, candidate for city council in Newton, Massachusetts, Ward 2 at large. Uh, you may ask your questions uh, on right now, we're monitoring the YouTube feed. We're going back and forth between YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So if I don't get to your question right away and you're on Facebook or Twitter right now, please be patient. I'll be coming back around to those shortly. Um, I also, uh, the next question I want to get into, because I know this is a, a, there's a lot of heated topics, obviously, here in the city of Newton. And another one of those heated topics is about leaf blowers. It's been a hot discussion in recent years. Uh, and I believe if I read correctly that leaf blowers were official, I think they put a ban on them. Do you think that, do you agree with this? Uh, why or why not? And what, what do you think um, should be the next steps with leaf blowers in the city? Yeah, we, uh, the Newton City Council passed an ordinance a few years ago. Um, I guess the problem with the ordinance that they did pass was that it's very difficult to enforce because the average landscaper is only gonna be working on a lawn for maybe 15, 20 minutes tops. And by the time a police officer arrives, they are done. So it's, it's a very difficult one. It's also a um, complaint driven ordinance. So that also makes it difficult to enforce. Uh, so I guess the city council needs to do is go back to the table and figure out how are we going to enforce it and who is going to enforce it. I know talking to a lot of people in the city is that they do not want the police responding to these instances or these cases. Um, I happen to agree with them. The problem is who is going to enforce it. So we have to go back to the table, roll up our sleeves, um, talk to um, our departments within City Hall, talk to the police department as well, and figure out what is the best way to in enforce it, plain and simple. Okay, uh, and that makes sense. Uh, okay, well then on the, line, on the lines of leaf flowers is climate and in being environmentally friendly in the city, here, uh, we, as of recently, uh, there were solar panels that I, I don't know if that ever was finished with at the Newton Free Library and other sites across the city. Um, I believe also in the Newton South High School parking lot, there were solar panels put up there. W uh, what do you believe are the next steps for making Newton a more green place to live? Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, there's a lot of things that uh, Newton can do, and Newton is a leader on green energy. Uh, did you know that Newton is powered by more clean energy than any other city or town in Massachusetts? So we are doing our fair share, but there's still a lot of room for improvement. Uh, for one, we need to get off of fossil fuels, um, gas and um, oil in all of our municipal buildings. It should be 100% clean electricity, um, including City Hall. And as I like to say, you know, we can't save the world if we don't have our own house in order. And, what, and what's not a better way than making City Hall um, run on 100% clean electricity. We also should look at other municipal buildings such as schools, the police stations, fire stations. That's something that we can do. So there's a lot of work that we, um, that, that, that we should do. Another one is just because California is gonna be banning gasoline powered cars in 2030, Massachusetts in 2035, we need to update our infrastructure for electric vehicles. Uh, we need to incentivize people to buy them. So that means we need to install more EV charging stations in our municipal lots, in our private lots. We have to force developers in private lots to um, install more EV charging stations. I was just at um, the TRIO in Newtonville, the corner of Washington and Walnut. There were only two parking spaces, two. Wow. Out, of, uh, uh, out of 100 spots on the surface that has um, that is ready, that is reserved, excuse me, for electric vehicles. Uh, that is not acceptable. We need more EV charging stations. So there's just um, some of the things that we can do. We can also plant more, more trees. That is probably the best way to help reverse the effects of climate change. Uh, it, you know, I'm not gonna go into all the great benefits that trees do for our planet, right. but you know, tree canopies, um, that is something that we need to uh, look at. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. No. And that makes sense. But well, before we go any further on this live, I want to uh, obviously I'll be reminding our viewers that we're live. So again, just one more time to our viewers. We are live here on Cultural Connections on Monday, January 25th, 2021 on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube. If you have questions for uh, uh, Tariq Lucas, who is a candidate for City Council, Ward 2 at large here in Newton, Massachusetts, where we're broadcasting from, go over to our YouTube page right now, as that is where we are currently live from. So you can go and, uh, and submit questions there and they will be asked. Before I go further with questions, I do want to remind all of our viewers here that the special election that Tariq is, is running in, which is to fill the seat formerly held by Jake Auchincloss, who is now a, a representative in the fourth district in Congress, uh, is going, the special election will be on Tuesday, March 16th of this year. Uh, vote, you have three ways that you can vote in this election. You can vote by mail. And if you choose to vote by mail, you need to go online. And I'm actually, I will share, I will show in just a minute exactly what you need to do here. Um, and that is going to newton.ma.gov, newtonma.gov slash elections. And on the page, if when's my computer chooses to load, Oh, you, can also go to team, you can also go to teamtariq.org. Right. And I, that is another option there, too. And we'll show that in just a moment, too. But uh, you if you would like, you have three ways of choices for voting. Voting by mail or voting in person or voting early, much like the November election that we just had. Uh, you have three different options for that. And I am going to 
pull up here so we can see here on my screen here. So if you're watching this from home, you will be able to see this here. So on the election page here, you're going to go to newtonma.gov backslash government backslash elections. And there you will find an application for the mail uh, for, for how to vote by mail, which is right here. And as a reminder for those mail in votes, they must mail in ballots must if you are uh, applying, you must fill out an application and send it back to City Hall by uh, March 10th. So if you do not get it back by March 10th, you can't vote by mail. Uh, you can also find your poll if you choose to vote by in person on election day, you can find your polling location also here on this website. Um, on the on the city website here that again I just you see up here newtonma.gov backslash government backslash elections and you can find your polling location there or you can give a call to 617-796-1200 and if you have the application for the mail-in ballot those can be mailed to 1000 Commonwealth Ave Newton Mass Massachusetts 02459 or dropping it off in the uh, drop box located at City Hall I also will just show you here we have Tariq's uh, campaign site up here on screen here so you can easily go right on this to learn more about him uh, offer your time to volunteer on his campaign uh, uh, and learn more about his priorities and his endorsements and there's a lot of information on there a lot of useful information so definitely worthwhile here to go check it out uh, thinking about I, I we didn't really get into a full-on topic about social justice in the city especially uh, with the fact that I guess around the country racial tensions are high here in Newton obviously it's a little different but what needs to what do you think needs to be done to keep here in Newton specifically keep uh, racial tensions from getting higher I mean from raising racial tensions and what would you do if you're elected yeah, well, I think uh, we're doing it. We're doing a good thing right now with our uh, police department. Um, the mayor has formed a um, Newton police task force, and they're coming out with a their final report, their final recommendations for the police department in February 1st. But I think we should do that with all of our municipal departments. Let's look at our hiring practices. Let's make sure we are recruiting the best candidates to fill the uh, open positions but also let's make sure we are recruiting a diverse um, working staff. Um, that's something I would be an advocate for. Um, and then also, you know, I look at, you know, going back, pivoting back to development is that they're, they're all rentals. Um, all, the, all the projects coming up, they're all rentals. Again, I wanna see some ownership. With ownership comes equity and then wealth. And then again, as I said, we'll see the social justice movement take place. That is something that we, we can do. It's up to the city council to advocate for that. Those are just two things right there that that we can do. And I would be uh, supportive of both of those measures. Okay. All right. Well, then my final question to or one of my final questions here to think about, we'll, we'll start off with this one here, is what sets you apart then in this race from your opponent? What do you think sets you apart? <laughs> uh, well, my opponent, um, you know, he was a charter commissioner and he tried to eliminate uh, local representation on the Newton City Council. The Newton City Council has, um, there are eight wards in the city and each ward um, sends one city councilor who was elected from within that ward. And I fought to preserve the role of the local ward councilor. My opponent wanted to get rid of your local voice on the council. 
I believe that was wrong. And I am someone who's always going to fight for local representation in Newton. I'm a former Newtonville area councilor. And when I was on the uh, area council, we conducted a very, very big uh, residential survey for the future of Washington Street. And what we did was we mailed out 11,000 postcards to the residents of Newtonville, Newton Corner, Nonantum, and West Newton to let them know that you can take the survey and you can give us your feedback on what you think Washington Street should look like. And uh, we, we solicited the opinions. We created a very good report. We gave it to the planning department, to the city council, the mayor, and other key stakeholders. And I'm very proud of the work that we did. But that's, that's, that's my track record reaching out to people. That's what I want to be. My opponent, on the other hand, is more ideological. He will tell you what he believes in, and he expects you to believe in, uh, with uh, or agree with him. And then when it comes to development, you know, I'm someone who was going to uh, hold developers' feet to the fire and hold developers to the highest, the highest of standards. Uh, my opponent acts more like a rubber stamp. And then when it comes to zoning, you know, he wants to abolish single family zoning. He may say that he doesn't want to, but I just look at the people who are supporting his campaign and they want to abolish single family zoning. So those are just some of the huge differences between me and my opponent. Okay, uh, all very interesting there. And again, I just want to remind our viewers one last time today that we are live here on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you have question, a question for Tariq that you would like answered before we end our live video today, please head on over to Facebook. We're again alternating here between Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube looking at our live feed. Uh, again, unfortunately, I can only see one feed at a time here since we are recording live via Zoom. I'm only able to see through my phone here on one feed at a time. But before we start to wrap up tonight, I want to, again, as I just went over it a minute ago, but I'll go over it one more time, is to remind our viewers that if you live in Newton, Massachusetts and would like to take part in this election, this special election is on Tuesday, March 16th of this year. You have three options for voting. You can either vote by mail and you can do that, but, but for, in order to vote by mail, you must fill out an application for a mail-in ballot, and those applications must be received in City Hall by March 10th. You can get the uh, uh, the ballots, you can get the application and information on that either by going to www.teamtariq, that's T-A-R-I-K.org, or you can visit uh, www.newtonma.gov backslash government backslash elections and scroll down on the page to you see mail-in ballots. If you need information on where your polling location is, if you choose to vote in person on election day, which again would be March 16th, you can find your polling location information on again, www.newtonma.gov backslash government backslash elections or give a call to the City of Newton Elections Office at 617-796-1200. Um, your mail-in ballots, if you choose to vote by mail, need to be mailed to 1000 Commonwealth Avenue, Newton, Massachusetts 02459 or drop it off in the drop box at City Hall. Uh, so again, here, we uh, that is how that works. You can also vote early, which starts a couple of days before the actual election leading up to the election. And again, that election is on March 16th. So uh, again, with that said, we're reaching here now down to the end of our time here today. 
And I want to thank again, Tariq, for joining me today. And if again, if you have questions that you didn't, that you see now, if you're, you're watching this after the fact on our rebroadcast, which is going to be available again here on Instagram, as well as listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as now available for listening on New TV in Newton, Massachusetts. If you can find you have a question you would like answered, uh, you can you can go on to Team Tariq. That's again T A R I K dot org to learn more about him and to get in contact with him and his campaign directly. Uh, you can also reach out to me directly, and I can get those questions over to him for you as well. And you can reach me by emailing Brian Ives B R I A N. I-V-E-S at gmail.com. If you have uh, questions or comments for me directly, the same way of getting in contact. And if you have ideas for future episodes of this podcast, please don't hesitate to uh, reach out to me for, as I would love to hear your suggestions. And again, that email address is B-R-I-A-N-I-V-E-S at gmail.com. I want to thank again, Tariq, for joining me today on this episode of the Cultural Connections podcast. And that said, we will see you again next time on the Cultural Connections podcast. My name is Brian Imes, and I'm the producer and host of the Cultural Connections podcast. Stay tuned for further episodes. Thank you for watching this episode of the Cultural Connections podcast. Be sure to check out our social media pages for more information on each of our podcasts. You can find it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also listen to our podcasts available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Cultural Connections podcast.